listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's the Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry, and today on Cupid Strikes, we explore the process of finding love a more traditionally kind of <laughs> Asian way with Jane, the matchmaker. She's been matchmaking for over 35 years, so we're tapping into her experience. And the first question we have for you, Jane, thank you first for uh, for joining us today. The first question is: What are the main reasons or factors someone comes for a matchmaking service based on your experience here? Based on my experience, I would say nowadays the youngsters have no time. They work long hours. So it is their parent to actually approach me. That is the main reason, you see. Probably half the time, these children do not know that their parents are contacting me. You know? oh. Hold on a minute. Oh. It's, not the, it's not the kids who are, you know, time poor and then come to you to help them find love. Yeah. It's the parents who decide. Yes, half the time. You know, half the time they actually call me to say, you know, there are sorrowful stories of how, you know, their sons have reached 30 or, you know, over the edge. And uh, so that is the reason, yeah, they come okay. to me. So you just mentioned age. Is there a difference in age groups between the men and the women who come and use your services? Women are higher in age, actually, honestly. Older, yeah? Yeah, older. older like the ranges? Kind of. I even have like above 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the men, okay, they are like in their late 20s to early 30s. Yeah. So the men are younger, the women are a little bit older, not above 40. So that rules me out of this completely. (laughs) Jane, where do you find the possible matches? Like, do you have a bank of people looking for matches or do you have to go out actively looking for them? Uh, No, I don't actively. No, but most of the time, yes, I'm on the handphone kind of thing. (laughs) I have connection, you know, connect group. Mine is very straightforward. I'm able to, you know, without any astrology or horoscope, you know, I just pass over and they also get me some contacts. So we are like connected, you see. So in my profile, I have a lot that I can match. I have a few. In fact, I have a lot that I can match. So you find possible match or a possible yes. couple matches what yes, happens yes. then is there a one date two date three date agree or ha- what's what's that part of the process i actually get the match all right and i send it to the person who has called me the parent and i say well i have this for your son or for your daughter just look into it and come back to me and then there's a meet and, uh, that if they case, agree if they agree some cases they do come back some i don't hear at all it's like that so it's up to them So if they agree, then you organize a meetup? No, no. I tell the parents, okay, I'll connect you to her parents. All right? You do the talking. Right. So (laughs) your job ends when you've handed over the possible dossiers of the perfect match and then your hands off. Yeah, kind of thing. Unless, unless... The individual candidate comes back to me, comes to me. But in most cases, no, it is the parents that actually go into it and they work out. They work out. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's the Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. And today on Cupid Strikes, we explore the process of finding love a more traditionally Asian way with Jane, the matchmaker. She's been matchmaking for over 35 years. So we are tapping into that experience that she has. The next question for you, Jane, is what's the success rate like for matchmaking services? Well, I have done uh, some, a few successful ones. But honestly speaking, it's low. 
Oh. All right, it's low. The reason is because, as I said, couples have no time to meet up. And then again, certain ethnic group, when they go into horoscope and astrologies and all, it doesn't match. I think it doesn't match, but I don't. Okay, in my case, mine is a very straightforward. You like the girl, you like, you go, you go for it. You know, if you don't like, okay, you just, if you're not happy, you just come back to me. Let me know. But as what, uh, if us, it's low. Got it. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Do you see a sort of clear hierarchy uh, in your dating pool of clients? You know, like um, you have to put high caliber people with high caliber people. Naturally, it flows in that way. And unless individual is willing to settle for something, you know, lesser, which is very rare. Like socially compatible, is that what you're saying, right? Like they need to be socially yeah. compatible. That makes sense. Right. But I also want to know about physical attractiveness. Do you also take that into account when you're pairing a couple? Like you try to pair them up physically based on physical attraction, like okay. the the same level of good lookingness as well. First thing when I when I receive a, a picture of the person, I must personally get. I mean, the first impression should be there when I look at the picture of a girl or a guy. Okay. If it is not impressive to me, I would call the parents or the individual person and say, can you get me a better picture? <laughs> yeah, well, first impressions do count, okay. Yeah. And yeah. honesty, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, some are very dolled up right. or sometimes they just sign with a jeans and kind of, I just cannot accept, you know. I mean, what is this? You want to match? So like just two days ago, I told like, can you send me something with a blazer and a coat? I want the girl to look at you and, you know, just say yes, you know, that's it. Mm. So some are offended in that sense. They don't like it. Right. So for someone, Jane, who is just entering, let's say, entering this whole uh, matchmaking scene, looking for someone to be with, what are the essential things they need to know to prepare themselves for a matchmaking service or to be matchmade? Yeah. Be honest. Mm. Be yourself. Right. Don't add on anything all right don't talk out of the way look into the person's eyes to show that you are interested you are keen positive attitude will bring good will receive you know good results that's what i believe walk us through the key factors that an individual or parent who's willing to be a bit more open about this needs to know so number one you'd want a full-length really good photograph yes And then you said the biodata. So what's important to put into that biodata? What what are the important bits of information besides I have a degree in engineering or, you know, yeah. that kind of thing? Height and the weight is very important, right? Hometown. Uh, then, of course, the usual ones are education and your status of work and all. Thank you so much, Jane, the matchmaker. <laughs> it's been brilliant having you on Cupid Strikes. <laughs> We've learned so much about the, your matchmaking process. You can listen to this episode again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's found on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.